When traveling in Europe, you just have to include its great cities on your itinerary. Hungary's elegant capital of Budapest is certainly impressive. But there's another side that you should explore as well, and that's the country's smaller towns and cities. Historic Eger is an easy and popular side trip northeast of Budapest. It's been attracting travelers from Eastern Europe as a place to catch your breath, surrounded by the opulent architecture of Hungary. To introduce us to the scene in Eger, we're joined by Hungarian tour guides Monica Posch and George Farkas. Thank you. Thank you. Did I get that right in Budapest? If you're uh, looking for a little break, you head out to Eger? Very much so, yes. It's, How far uh, away is it, and why uh, do you go there? Driving, it would take you about maybe an hour and ten minutes um, down on a highway and then on a secondary road, and then you find yourself in Eger. And, is there uh, a train connection? There is, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will have to switch. Uh, that's one of the reasons why Eger is not as cosmopolitan as it should be, because when uh, train tracks were planned, uh, they didn't make a direct connection initially. So um, that's a little bit of a, of a downside of it, but there's a great bus connection as well. So, Monica, when you were growing up in Budapest, did your family ever go to Eger together? Yes, actually, uh, not just with our family, but I remember that uh, during school trips, Mm -hmm. uh, during the communist era, we were taken to Eger. Eger uh, was uh, the seat of the archbishopry, so it has fantastic, beautiful uh, churches. By the way, I would like to tell you that during the communist era, because of the 1956 revolution after in Hungary, all of the churches were considered to be museums. So they were all so well kept that uh, even during the communist era, as school children, we were taken to, to uh, see the churches, churches. Exactly. as museums, but not exactly. as living places of worship. Exactly. The church survived physically, but it's a historic place, uh, a museum, rather than a place of worship. During the communist During era. During communist time. That's right. Okay. Well, it was very much controlled. Controlled. But why, yeah. let's just turn around a little bit and, and say why Eger would be the number one destinations for Hungarians to visit. Because it's part of the curriculum, because that's where our biggest victory happened. Ah, uh, and this is going the back Turkish to the era. Turkish time, because 15, the Turks threatened 52 Europe. we talk about, yeah. and uh, that was the last place to be taken in by the Turks. So off they go all the way. 39,000 uh, Turks are coming over and uh, 2,000 Hungarians actually lock themselves up in the castle. Women, children, elderly, and uh, they go and defeat the Turks. So that's the victory we talk about. That's why all children are taken and uh, they are taught. We don't talk about the fact that they sent away uh, the defeated Turks uh, a couple of months later, turned around and came back and took the town. But that's not something we talk about. Obviously, no. that's that's not really uh, something one should Wait, Year was this big battle? 1552. So nearly 500 years ago. Well, the castle is still there. And, and, so is the, and, and you can visit the castle. The castle, you get, even as a tourist, you get a sense, this is really important to the Hungarian people. Very much people. so. Very much so. And my memory of Eger is a minaret. And it oh, must yes. be the most northern minaret from the Ottoman Empire sticking up right there in the middle of this city. Yeah, it's like a spaceship there. Yeah. <laughs> sticking out in, uh, no, it has no contact states, just sitting there. It's undergoing um, a, a major restoration. It's uh, rather interesting. Uh, just recently, they uh, reinstated the call for prayer. A month later, they put it under a huge uh, reconstruction. Was it built for the, the man who sings the call to prayer? Calling for prayer. The Muzin. He, he, so, the exactly. Muzin. he would yes. actually climb up this spiral. Yes. It's what, about 200 steps all the way to the top. Right. And then he would get that acoustical benefit of yes. being mm-hmm. on top of everybody. And to this day, while uh, the, the Muzin might not climb up there five times a day, tourists can climb up there. Yes. It's a tight little climb. Yes. But it's a good view from there. And also the reason it's important to mention, because although 
Hungary was uh, under the Turkish Ottoman invasion in the 15th century, they majorly converted existing buildings into minarets or they converted the Roman Catholic Church into mosques. They didn't build too many things. They built okay. these minarets that we have, I think, maybe two or max three in our whole country. So the minaret Sama. would just decorate a pre-existing building that became a mosque? Is that what you're or saying? Nearby. They or will, nearby. Uh, yeah. nearby. Nearby. Yeah. So it's very rare to see anything from the 15th century Turkish Ottoman era, but that minaret is one of a kind. That's one of it. Something I remember from Egger is the market. It's just a wonderful market. George, can you take us on a little walk? If you have uh, some American friends with you and you want to introduce the culture, what would you find in the market at Egger that gives us an insight into the salt-of-the-earth Hungarian cuisine and culture? Um, It's a great experience, actually. It's a a living market. And um, you still see the ones that actually just went out in the morning and um, they went to see what's there to sell. And they come on to their tiny little stalls and then they sell their individual small quantity backyard I remember that. It's like a little card table and there's a hard scrabble old farmer, husband and wife, and they've got their turnips and their potatoes and they kind of look like their produce. Very much so, yeah. So you can get that type of thing and then and then you continue on and then you start to see the beautifully presented larger stalls with grapes and peaches and plums and veggies and all that beautifully presented. And the key is uh, to have that relationship with the vendor. So you go and blink and then they know that they know you so you get the nice stuff uh, from uh, the front. Uh, I mean, you know, the really presentable one. And uh, if you're not regular, you're you have to be aware. You might not get what you see. You know? are, you, are you likely to find some of this famous Hungarian moonshine for sale? Very much so. Palenka. That's Tell the, us about Palenka, because that's a um, fun dimension Palenka of Hungarian is culture. something, um, it's like grappa. It's very legal. Um, I would say it starts from um, 80 proof upwards, and um, it's a shot. Um, that's how, in the old days, um, you will have uh, those that work out in the field start their day with, just to get some energy. Because uh, my, my hunch is there's these flat little flasks that people have. Yes, yes. definitely. Yes. Um, yes. I, I do have one with me at that moment. Uh, Hungarians would never leave the country without a little flat flask of palinka. We also call it medicine. If you have a heartache, if you have a little bit of a stomach problem because because you are abroad. No, you are not taking baptismo or something else, but you immediately get the little Hungarian palinka. It's like a sanitizer. And that's, it's a sanitizer. <laughs> I mean, it's ah. really strong. <laughs> Believe it or not, but there are still distillation centers in the country. When you have some fruit trees uh, in Hungary, let's say plum or uh, apricot or, or whatever, you can take your own fruit to these distillation centers. You Ooh. know it's bio and then uh, not filled with chemicals and then they make it for you. So this is bio-moonshine. Exactly. There's actually um, a reconsidered approach today because uh, in the old days when you went to a house of a Hungarian or you started a dinner um, at a venue, they will offer you palinka. And now modern culinary understanding is uh, that if you offer the palinka before the meal, you should be assured that the meal is not going to be good. Because what they say that if you have your palinka, it um, sort of so strong it kills all your taste buds. Deadens your ability to taste and, it. And then you don't taste the food. So now palinka should actually be a digestive, digestive. as 
supposed to okay. be an aperitif. So uh, if you are a host and you respect what you've cooked, you want people to appreciate yes. it, you're not going to hide it by giving Or them if this. you know what you cooked, then you offer it right. before. <laughs> Hungarian tour guides George Farkas and Monica Posh are telling us why the town of Eger in northern Hungary is one of their country's most popular getaways right now on Travel with Rick Steves. And George and Monica, I believe people go to Eger not necessarily for the palenka or not even for the minaret, but for the spa scene and for the wine. Can you talk just very briefly about the spa situation in Eger and the wine? All right. Well, since we talked about the Turkish Ottoman invasion, I need to mention that uh, one of the most famous, if not the most famous, uh, red wine we have in Hungary is the bull's blood. Bull's blood. Yes, the bull's blood, which even survived so beautifully the communist era. The interesting story of how the name of the wine comes, uh, there was a rumor that uh, in the 15th century, the Turkish Ottoman soldiers saw how the Hungarian soldiers were drinking that uh, heavy busted red wine uh, dripping from their mustache. And since the Hungarians uh, fight it so heroically, you thought the they were drinking of, bull's blood. Yes, they thought that there must be some magic. And what else could it be that some bull's blood was mixed with uh, the Hungarian uh, red wine? Uh, there was actually also another version of how the the name came from. The delicious uh, Eger uh, red wine was just uh, irresistible from the Turkish Ottoman Muslim soldiers. Of course, they were not allowed to drink. So when their supervisor came seeing the uh, Muslim Ottomans uh, drinking the wine as, okay, what are you guys drinking? And then so they said, well, uh, bull's blood. So that's the two different versions. To hide version. the fact that they to weren't hide. supposed to drink the exactly. alcohol and it would make them stronger because, oh, yes. you know, uh, tribal groups Yeah, but that was illegal. That, that they yeah. were not supposed to do that. So this is how the name came So from. that's the wine, the famous heavy red bull's blood nicknamed yes. wine. And George, people like the spas. They say in Hungary, I mean, there's thermal springs everywhere. If you drive a stick into the ground, you'll hit hot water. What, what is the spa scene in right. Eger? Uh, we always say that uh, once you drill down, you find hot water, but at the same time, we always say we wish at least we once found oil. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but we're nice. very rich in, in thermal water, uh, which is part of our national healthcare system. Mm. Uh, it's um, reportedly uh, curing. Uh, we have people actually prescribed to go to these spas. So that's one color to it, but the other one is uh, pleasure. So uh, people will actually travel down from all over, not just from the capital, but down mm-hmm. to Eger, Eger Salok, uh, which is uh, just nearby, maybe a 10, 15 minutes drive. Eger uh, Solok, is that, Eger is that Solok. The, like Salt Hill? or Yes, exactly. So there is actually a small site where water is coming out and uh, today is ever so celebrated that uh, uh, one travels there today will find a very modern spa complex okay, uh, so built on Okay, so lots top. to do, lots yes. to see yeah. and experience when yes. we go to Hungary and especially when we uh, take a side trip from Budapest to Eger. George Farkas, Monica Pasch, Kosanom. Thank you. Each year, Rick Steves tour guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations, from Ireland to Greece, and practically everywhere in between. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.